Friends, and out came talk. Talk, talk. Hi everyone, I'm back. Uh, this is Dylan. I am one of the hosts of Straight People Movies, giving you a micro episode. Uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I got press passes for some reason, and so now I have to talk about movies that I saw at Fantastic Fest. I don't know why I did a completely different intro <laughs> for the second one. I'm recording these back to back. Like I should have written something down. Anyway, um. If you haven't listened to the episode about Tatan, uh, please go listen to it. It's really fun. Um, it's like eight minutes long. Maybe like four. I didn't actually count. I ac- on GarageBand, I accidentally had it set to like beats per minute. So it was like 400. Um, but today, this is uh, day two of the festival. Um, I was lucky enough to get into one of the secret screenings, which Fantastic Fest is known for having fantastic secret screenings. Uh, in the past, like last year or 2018, I guess, uh, they had Suspiria. Um, Cloud Atlas premiered. Um, they've had... I can't, those are the two I remember off the top of my head. Those are also the two that I was like paying attention to the most. Anywho, a lot of buzz was going in there. Uh, people were thinking it was going to be Antlers uh, because press got a bunch got a weird email about Antlers, even though it wasn't playing the festival. But then if you take a look at the uh, Beyond Fest website, which is uh, next weekend, uh, it has Antlers listed as a world premiere, so it couldn't be that. Uh, people were thinking it's going to be Halloween Kills. I actually thought it was going to be Halloween Kills because... So whenever there's, like, secret screenings and, like, sneak previews and advanced previews and stuff like that, um, studios will send in security guards to make sure no one's recording. And I recognize the security guards from whenever I saw Old, um, which Old is good. Um, but I was like, oh, fuck, it's going to be Halloween Kills. It's going to be that because I recognize them from the Universal movie, which was old. They're back. You can only security guard for one studio, I'm assuming. I don't fucking know how this works. So I was like, oh shit, it's going to be Halloween Kills. Uh, past and future guest Kyle Romero is going to be so fucking jealous of me. Oh my God. Um, turns out it was actually a Focus Features, which is a Comcast subsidiary, which is owned by Universal, whatever. Um, it was Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Uh, had its US premiere. It premiered earlier tiff i believe um to divisive mixed returns so i was kind of worried it was going to be that because i haven't heard much great buzz out of it uh but fantastic fest is a great room to play everyone's super uh excited to be there everyone's excited to see the movie people are pumped people love edgar wright people love i he did the sparks documentary which is this fantastic documentary if you haven't seen it from earlier this year um, and then his narrative films are pretty hit or miss. He, I mean, he has two classics. Uh, we're actually going to be doing one relatively soon. Um, in Scott Pilgrim and Hot Fuzz and the other one that I can't remember right now. People are going to get mad at me. I d- truly do not care. Do not, oh, Shaun of the Dead. That's what it is. Oh, yes. No, Shaun of the Dead's great. Shaun of the Dead is very good. Um, I watched it on Hookup once. So it's a separate story. Ask me offline. Anywho. Um, his last few narrative features have been a little hit or miss. He did Baby Driver, which like has its fans. Uh, he did... I'm going to pause here for research. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, he did Scott Pilgrim. Um, he did The World's End. He was originally going to do the Ant-Man movie, but was uh, ceremoniously left uh, and kicked out, and people were initially mad, but then everyone fucking watches a Marvel movie anyway and eats it up. doesn't matter how good it is or not. Um, so who cares? He could be replaced. I could be the director of Ant-Man, and they wouldn't give a shit. Um, anywho, and this is actually his first narrative feature in four years. Uh, he did two movies this year, the aforementioned Sparks documentary, and then Last Night in Soho, which is his really stylistic um, take on 1960s London downtown nightclub scene. Uh, the movie... Um, I can't get into spoilers because they got mad. Although I didn't sign anything, so who gives a fuck? I'll just, whatever. I'm not. I won't spoil it because I will tag them and I won't spoil it. I will talk only in vagaries, but I'll give you the basic plot. Um, Thomas McKenzie plays this woman, uh, Eloise, uh, aka Ellie. She moves to London to go to fashion school from the countryside. She's obsessed with the '60s. Um, she loves old music, all the old fashioned, very mod. Loves that shit. Um, and, oh, by the way, she also sees her mom in the mirror, um, as a ghost that haunts her or whatever. Um, it's important later, but it's in the opening series. It's, it's important, but it's not important. And I can't get into, because of spoilers, I can't get into why it's thing number one about this movie that I hate. I'm going to start out just saying I hated this movie, like despised it, was openly sighing and, ugh during the screening, I know I'm not an asshole, but, like, when a movie is so just, like, vile, vile makes it sound like it's problematic. When a movie is just so nothing, it's a, it's a hollow, just, like, kind of rotten, you know, whenever you, like, buy, like, vegetables at the grocery store, and they look on the ass and you cut into, and it's, like, there's, like, it's, like, black on the inside, it's very that, very rotten apple. It's beautiful to look at. Um, the thing with Edgar Wright is that he is a stylist, but he has no style of his own. <laughs> um, he, his movies are very stylized, but I wouldn't say there's a single, um, Edgar Wright look to a movie. I, you know, in his four non Cornetto trilogy movies, none of them have been particularly stylish, even like the Sparks documentary. Like I love it because I, I mean, I love Sparks and so I'll watch anything about them, but that movie was just like talking heads. It tried to do stuff with, like, puppetry and claymation, but it was like, eh, whatever, it's cute, but whatever. Anyway, um, this movie, so I'm just going to talk about stuff in the trailer. So she begins to see visions of Anya Taylor-Joy and Matt Smith as people from the 60s. Anya Taylor-Joy is, like, a up-and-coming singer. Matt Smith is her manager, and he begins to see them. She begins to see them in, like, visions, and the visions get more and more violent and grotesque and sad and, oh, my God, what's happening? Uh, and it begins to affect her normal life. And then she begins to become paranoid. Paranoid. She begins paranoid. <laughs> uh, she begins paranoid. She begets. Jesus Christ, what is fucking wrong with me? I'm not cutting any of this. Uh, she becomes paranoid uh, that everyone in the world, not everyone, but just like, I'm cutting all of this. Yeah. It begins to start to leak into her personal life. She starts to think that people in her real life are actually connected to the case. And she begins to kind of lose grip on reality. Um, This is the metaphor I gave a friend of the pod and future guest, uh, Jason Pollard, without spoiling it. 
the movie, the main thing about this movie that made me so violently mad about it and like just angry was the main conceit of the movie. Imagine if you had a friend who was telling you about a friend of theirs that said, hi, uh, hey Dylan, I have a friend. His name is, uh, his name is Rihanna and he loves Magic the Gathering. I know you love Magic the Gathering too, right? And you, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love Magic the Gathering. Can't wait to meet Rihanna. And the whole movie, the whole movie, the rest of the day, the weeks go by. Every day, my friend is texting me, Dylan, Rihanna, you're going to see Rihanna soon. He loves Magic the Gathering. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't fucking wait to meet Rihanna. And finally, after an excruciating time where nothing really happens in your life, you finally get to meet Rihanna. And you meet Rihanna, and you're like, hi, Rihanna. And Rihanna's like, hi, I heard you like Magic the Gathering. I, too, like Magic the Gathering. And then your friend is like, are you fucking kidding me? You like fucking Magic the Gathering, you fucking bitch. What the hell is wrong with you, you stupid, dumb idiot? You like, ugh, oh, my God, can't believe, ugh, if you know anything about Dylan, you know Dylan hates Magic the Gathering. That's the closest I can get to describing the general thing about this movie that does not work and that completely ruins the movie without spoiling anything. Um, the movie is good to look at, but it uses kind of all of its tricks and the opening, the, the first time you see Anna Taylor joy, cause uh, she dreams, she kind of goes to a dreamscape, <laughs> a very kind of reverse, uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, and she sees this. It's very fantastic. A lot of really cool stuff with mirrors. A lot of cool stuff with glass. A lot of cool stuff with reflections. It's really interesting. And then it just kind of just does it over and over again. And like, there's a scene that looks that you'll know whenever it happens. But it, like, it reminds me of a scene in Chicago. And it's like, oh, Chicago is like way more fucking insane. And like, this is like kind of stupid. Um, it doesn't really commit to anything. And it's just, it's just disappointing. It's all. It's so artifice. It's so. It's just empty. Not, the story mean, makes no sense. The, it, I was watching it, and I just didn't want this to be happening, but it felt like a train wreck. It felt, it felt the more it went on, the more I was like, wow, I hate this. And then it ended, and I was like, I hated this. I was so mad leaving. It made me just angry, and I guess like... You want to feel something in a movie. You want to be able to have like a visceral reaction or whatever. And like, you know, I give my, you know, <laughs> I give my strongest movies that made me feel the strongest, like my highest ratings. And I guess it's like I felt really strong. And I felt really strong negatively, so I gave my lowest rating. I think it's a half star movie. I think it's atrocious. Uh, I don't want to say it doesn't have any redeeming qualities, but it's like the redeeming qualities are in service of a th- of, a, of a rotten thing. I think it's just it's a roller coaster that's built with trash (laughs) it's just like it's just it fully dissolves at the end of the movie like it just can't i it's atrocious (laughs) um i can't wait for people to see it and tell me that i'm wrong um i feel like i'm kind of the harshest critic of it so far uh i don't give a shit it's a bad movie it's not good and i'm very disappointed because the trailer looks so good i love i love scott pilgrim i like two of the three Cornetto movies, and I loved the Sparks documentary, and I'm just incredibly disappointed. Sorry. Well, if you like what you're hearing, <laughs> uh, I hate that movie. I hate. I love talking to myself in my bedroom about how much I fucking hate a movie. Uh, it makes me feel normal. Um, 
But I'll be having some more dispatches. There's another secret screening on Tuesday, so I'll have an episode up hopefully on Thursday about that. And in the meantime, we'll have a regular episode on Wednesday with uh, Kirk. Kirk will be back. Um, he is um, doing some fun stuff. He's on vacation right now in Barbados, hanging out with Rihanna. Um, we'll see y'all on Wednesday. Bye. And out came talk. Talk, talk.